welcome everybody. <laughs> the anticipation kills me every time. <laughs> Very nice. It's a nice. Welcome to Two Friends and the Movie, where yeah. uh, ma where uh, Maddie and I. What did you just call me? I said some people might even thank you for stopping by. We, some might. We do thank you. I thank you for stopping by because, you know, you could have been doing something else. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is a podcast where Maddie and I... That's who, me. I'm Maddie. I'm first. Yeah, because that's how you're supposed to present people. You first, me Matt second. And six do. Right. Well, Maddie and I, who love movies. We love them so much. We talk about them. And um talk about them a lot. Yes. And you guys come by and you hear it because you're fantastic. Uh thank you for for, for giving us the chance to thank have a talk with you. Thank you. Um, we have a special treat for you this <clears> week <throat> on episode 51 of Two Friends in a Movie <clears throat> with Matt. <laughs> so <clears throat> it's not Matt featuring six though. I'm part of the bill. You're part of the bill. Yeah, it's not like it's not like it's not like 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 Top Gun. No, not Top Gun. It's not like uh 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 what's a movie with two people? <laughs> it's not like Tango and Cash. It's just Tango featuring Cash. It's called Tango and Cash. All right, Mister nineteen forty seventh reference. Um, it's like Harold and Kumar. It's just Harold. Yeah, but the movie was about both of them. This podcast yeah. is for me. No, it's not. Me. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Guest. Mr. Who else has been your special guest? Nobody. You're exactly. my <laughs> first show running special guest. <laughs> You're an idiot. Uh, uh, well, today we're talking about a movie that we've been waiting for a long time. Bullshit. We didn't even know it was being shot. I don't. I don't know. I found out like a month ago, right? Like we, nobody knew this was coming, and it came out. What a great fucking uh, surprise! Borat, the second Borat, movie film. Yeah, the subsequent film. Um, we're movie. not gonna really go into Borat one because you've seen it. It came out what, like fifteen years ago? Oh, uh, here Borat one is about Borat coming to the United States as a reporter to report back to his country about the the their it's yeah. Sasha Baracone is one of his characters from his uh Ali G show. Um Booyakasha. It's amazing. Booyakasha. Um, and let's let's dive right into number two. Yeah. Um so Borat uh the plot of this movie is that Borat has been put in jail uh because the first movie was uh sh shamed the people of his of his, home country. his, his country because right. uh he was such a bad movie the first time right and um uh it's funny because the people from the the real the real country that he picked Kazakhstan what is it called Kazakhstan yeah Kazakhstan yeah I think so it's Kazakhstan like there's that's a real country those people were like fuck this guy they hated him and so and so um it's funny that they picked on the real life things that happened for him to go back to that country and they hate him he's been in jail for 15 years 
after making a movie that that made everybody hate them as people and um they all hate him too so it's fantastic it's a fantastic way to pick it up you know uh, he comes back to the states he's supposed to give mike pence a gift of their secretary of of uh education or or entertainment which is a monkey yeah johnny right johnny the monkey yeah johnny the monkey and uh instead a daughter that he has whom he never speaks to gets in the in the box where they sending johnny to the united states it's johnny and then comes and has an adventure with borat i mean he realizes that he must gift his daughter to yeah. mike pence so the women in his home country are not looked at as equals like here in america uh they're servants almost they're not as good as sons no they're... i i think they're more like animals the way they yeah. make it seen yeah. in the movie it's not like servants they're like like they're caged they're caged yeah yeah you're right <laughs> so they're they're less they're they're less than in a nice way right um, so she sneaks in to the country and when Borat's crying because Johnny's dead, he talks to his prime minister and they make a deal to sell his daughter to Mike Pence. Um, well, or, or gift, gift, gift. Yeah, gift them from Kazakhstan. So they right. were being good graces with um, Donald Trump. Borat loves and their country loves Donald Trump. Donald J. Trump, that's correct. Um, he has a makeover. They get her all fancy because she's dirty. She comes from, you know, living in a cage. So they come over, they do a makeover. They talk to a ridiculous Instagram influencer and see how vapid and shallow she is. Right. Um, and uh, so the story this time, I like the really beginning before we get to the daughter, where Borat first gets to Texas, everybody recognizes him. Yeah, Not that like was fantastic. Movie. Like everyone's yeah. look, it's Borat. <laughs> right. It's a nice. They yeah. were running after him, so he has to buy all these other costumes to fight to hide himself. Um that was I thought that was really funny. I'm gonna say the only thing I did not like about this movie is it, it, it's a major there's a major component of the movie, but it's the only thing that I didn't maybe like is not the right word, but I didn't appreciate that the first one was very free willy right like it was just like him with a camera doing crazy shit uh-huh. and catching people in the act this one is very scripted and even though they they did put a lot of parts where he was just doing crazy shit with people that didn't know that would be filmed it was definitely scripted you know what yeah, i mean it was I, I feel like it's much harder to do it now than it was then yeah, I mean, and the moment you start doing something stupid, everybody's like, and by the way, because he did that other show that he put on Showtime, I think it was. Yeah, What is America? Yeah, so like, it, it's like he, they're too consequent, consequently back to back for people not to realize who he is. You know, so I find that it will be almost impossible for them to, you're right, to get away with not, not, um, uh, catching themselves, you know, mm-hmm. in, in yeah. being like that. So it'd be too hard to get it all done. Um, mm. And I, this happens, takes place right before COVID and kind of the beginning of COVID. So I right. that also hurt that everything was closed and you can't have face-to-face meetings anymore. 
Um, so right. that kind of changed what the direction of the show or the movie was going to be because they couldn't have as much. Right, so they probably had to overwhelmingly change to be like, well, you're right, like overwhelmingly be like, well, they might have had like a really same plot, which they always do. Mm-hmm. And they might have had to be like, well, we're going to have to fucking fill in on this because, uh, but, you know, uh, uh, props to to the movie because he had feels. He had legit feels. And I think that the first Borat suffered from being just a giant joke that wouldn't stop. Not that I, I don't mean suffer as in I didn't like it, but the first Borat didn't have any feels. It was just showing the United States. It's a mirror in the United States showing us how fucking stupid we all are. And uh, and uh, this movie does that fantastically. It's always done that. That's what Sasha Baron Cohen has always done. So like, it doesn't surprise me, you know? That is is falling on the same on the same thing. I think we had to jump into his the, the daughter. Um, her name is Maria Tata. Bakalova. Bakalova, something <laughs> like that. Um, to me, she's unknown. Um, yeah, she's like from. Her IMDb has a ton of stuff, but it's all foreign, it looks like. Um, She, I think, was amazing. Um, Yes. It's hard to be Borat, to have that straight face, to never, ever break character, because you don't know when something's going to happen. So you're in character 24-7. it has to be extremely difficult, and especially for her. She's an unknown. I don't know what their relationship is between Sasha Baron Cohen and her. How close they were. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna assume. I'm gonna assume she was just an actress. No, I, I want to assume too. Uh, but it's gotta be hard to keep up with Sasha Baron Cohen because you don't know what he's gonna do next. For sure. After no, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's one yeah. little step. The whole thing is ruined. Uh, so but I, I also feel I. I also feel like they gave her one direction. Like you're ignorant about everything in the world and you're kind of like an animal. So like go with that and any point that you get stuck, just, just feeling with that. And I think she played it uh, beautifully. Um, for sure. I, I couldn't find one thing I didn't like about her performance. No, for sure. For sure. I, and you are right that it was a little scary to have a psychic for Borak that wasn't his producer. Yeah. Because the producer wasn't in every scene. Like, he was just kind of, like, here and there in the first Borat. Mm-hmm. In this one, she's everywhere with him. Yeah. And she's just naive. At least a producer could be like, okay, now we want to do this. Now we want to do that. Like, right. she's just a daughter who has very little education, supposedly, uh, just acting like an animal for who knows how long they shot for. Um, so, um, there are a lot of things that are fucking hilarious in this. Um, I think that for him, there are, I mean, for the two of them, there's like the whole communication. I couldn't stop laughing because he will send faxes to his home office Mm -hmm. in Kazakhstan and being like, you know, and then they're getting all these responses, which are like, (laughs) which are like, come back so we can, so you can be killed. And the guy, 
the guy that's doing all the faxing back and forth really had like no reaction. And I couldn't laugh more than that. Like he was really more like, what do you want? A happy face? Yeah, I draw a happy face. Yeah. Like, you know, no problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was bizarre. Um, one of the things that I didn't like is the scene with the daughter and the babysitter. Um, so halfway through the movie, he drops off the daughter at a babysitter so he can get a job and make some money because they want to get the daughter plastic surgery to make her look nicer for Pence. Um, and there's this black older woman and she has a babysitting service. He drops her off, drops her off with a, a ball and chain and a ball <laughs> yeah. fish and just ridiculous things. Um, but then she takes her out and there's, cam- there's like four camera angles like, in her so he car. felt too fake. He felt too fake for you. Felt too fake. Like, they let her put all these cameras in his car for her babysitting. Like, it just seemed really scripted at that point. And I don't know. You know, I I feel that. Like, they, what was their reason to put all these cameras in this? Because car? I think I think once again, I mean, they come into the house and he has the cameras. Uh-huh. So I think they must have had a conversation beforehand. That fake conversation that was like, we have this this reporter from this country and we're documenting everything that happened. So if you don't mind, we're going to put some cameras with you so you can see all these things. I think that she might have felt like some things were a little crazy or, or, or not, but I think that that was very real. I just think that she was a Southern Black woman that saw somebody being treated like an animal and really felt like, uh yeah put a camera in my car because i gotta talk to this you know what i mean like i think that there's a bit more attitude of like yeah i wish they would have shown a little more of why of the production of of the reasoning of her accepting it yeah the reason why all these cameras are in the car and like i could see one camera like oh maybe the daughter has like a little spy camera she puts it on the dashboard and that's how they get everything but they had like three or four angles it was just it was obviously. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember three or four angles. In three that. or four angles. There was the side. There was the side view of her. The side view of the woman, and then the the dead on view was. And then they had a far shot of the car. So someone right, from, from outside, right? From outside. Right. Um, and they were mic'd up because you hear the mics perfectly. Absolutely. It's not a boom guy in the car, so then. No, of course mic'd. not. So I, I, I will. I would assume that that's more, you know, like, hey, look, we're shooting this documentary or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and we would we would love it. If you're part of this, like, if you're willing to be part of it, then we can use you. The first one did a little better at letting the public know what they were doing. Right. The second one was kind of just assumed it. They're like, yeah, it's the same thing as the first time. You know the deal. We're just jumping in. Right. And um, I think that that is one of the things, that's why I said, like, this felt very scripted. It's one of the things that make you lose that magic of the first one that is like, it doesn't feel like, even though it looks, like even that conversation looks like they just put a camera on the dashboard. So mm-hmm. it doesn't look so produced that you feel like, oh, they shot a movie. But it still loses a little bit of that essence of, of I don't know, like candid, candid camera kind of thing where you're yeah. like. And I guess we have an idea about production. Like we're not movie producers in the slightest. Like what we do is, the very bare minimum of, of TV production. Right, right. We, we understand how it works. So I wonder if people who 
aren't so close to the business, right? They don't <coughs> get it, right? I think affected by it, right? I think about that kind of stuff, right? Um, uh, you know, that's a possibility, and I, I wouldn't see why not, but I also feel like, um, I also feel like, um, uh, there, there is there is less less ado about about the, the producing it than mm. there is about skipping the step like going yeah. back to what you're saying like it's just more about like look you know and it just feels like a movie and i think you're right i think that the coronavirus kind of fucked what this would have been so speaking of the coronavirus let's jump into when the coronavirus hits Borat. So <laughs> his daughter leaves him. She's mad at him because he wants her to get plastic surgery. She doesn't want to do it. She realizes a lot of things Borat has been telling her are untrue, even though Borat really believes them. Right. Vaginas are evil and women can't drive and all these really bad things about women. So she goes right. to a women's conference. She learns all these things about herself. She takes off for New York City. So Borat's left in Texas, and the coronavirus hits. So he meets these two guys at, like, a convenience store and asks to stay with them. Right. Fourth question, do you think those guys were actors, or do you think that was legit? I think I find myself feeling the same way. I think those guys were legit. I just... I. I I have a tough time because it's so like so many things seem so staged uh -huh. that it's kind of impossible to kind of pinpoint it so perfectly. It is, and I want to believe they were real people, right? But they move the story along so much, right? That, makes it hard for me to believe that that well, was just coincidence, right? And I I I'm not saying uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is not a genius. We're not we're not arguing oh, no, that. I love him to death. But how much of a genius are you really? Like, you know, like, like mm -hmm. it, there, there has to be a limit. And when it's like, that's, that's way too deep into it. You know, like that's way too much. Uh, uh, um, that's too much of, of, of a, a fact uh -huh. of, of, of reality for it not to be, or, or, or a fact of the plot, not to be kind of like feel like it was scripted somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, well, those guys are beautiful. Um, the two guys he meets, they're very, they're weird. They're very rednecky ish, mm -hmm. but they're also pretty progressive at the same time. Right. Um, like they're like telling him like, no, women are equal. Women do all these things. Right. Um, they believe the virus. They're wearing masks. So. Here's the thing, and they're talking about like like Hillary drinking baby's blood so that she can oh, yeah, stay that, young. That was ridiculous. Uh, um, the thing is that in the IMDb there are there's 17 people cast, mm -hmm. so it's not even like you could you could say well you know they have a cast because here it is and they're in the cast. So even if they were actors, then you don't know because the the IMDb itself doesn't sh doesn't show it. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna be willing to believe that Sasha Baron Cohen was prepared enough, and that they probably spent a long time in that house. Yeah, I'm gonna assume they spent like like two weeks in the house. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm gonna assume that maybe these guys weren't the first guys. Huh? Like in the movie, he just goes up to two guys and say, "Yes, 
I wonder how many people said no. I wonder how many people right. he said yes, went to their house and was like, this isn't going to work and left the right. next day and found two other people. Um, so even though it seemed really easy on the movie, I wonder if it took five, six, ten tries to get it right. And right. That may be why it worked out so well is that they tried ten times and they finally figured out a, a way right. to have the guys say what they want to say without right. telling them what to do. Right, and, and by trial and error to get to the point yeah. where you get the guys that you can be like, this is the statement that's going to trigger them. Yeah. So let's use these statements to, to get something done. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, Borat was, because he's, he's Borat while he's with these people. Right, and what, is, what are the chances, you know? Like, I mean, but those guys lived in the fucking sticks, dude. Yeah. Like, those guys were really in the sticks. And he was They're really, really Republican. Um, yeah. And I feel like Republicans don't like Borat so much. No. <laughs> no, would they know who he is? Yeah. But I, I, I found I found that interesting because the two of them, uh, what what this movie does once again is show you so much about um about a, a mirror to your face, right? Uh-huh. I, I for example am an independent voter, right? So I don't, I don't partake on either one of the parties, but I lean more liberal. So, you know, I lean more Democrat, but it's, it's interesting that um, when you see Republicans and then they say something like, and they're super duper Republican, uh, the Republican that everybody makes fun of, not, not, not every Republican is like this, obviously, but they are the Republican that people make fun of. They're ignorant and they're, and they're not well, well, ed, um, well consuming of, of information they yeah, just the go stereotypical out. trump voter correct correct stereotypical that's the word i was yeah. looking for and so and so for them to even be like no women have brains and they can do everything we can do and sometimes better it was such a beautiful thing to have when you're looking at people that we as liberals kind of feel like them fucking rednecks i'm also generalizing about we as as but you know uh-huh. it's something that people should see the idea yeah. that we're we're more alike than than most people realize, um, you know, and that's something that I I always find interesting about the United States as an immigrant, uh, especially in the last ten ten years or so, that people have been, you're this or you're not, mm-hmm. and it's being cemented more and more and more in the last four, you know, but it's been like ten years of that, yeah, or, or like you're with me or you're fucking dead kind of mentality in the yeah. United States, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, it was it was great, man. They were fucking fantastic, and you're right. They really did move the plot a lot. Yeah. So he, while he's in the house, he's talking about still finding his daughter. So he goes on a conspiracy theory website and finds his daughter posing as a reporter in um, going to this festival. It's in Texas. So he convinces the guys to go to the festival, and he convinces them that he has to dress up as a character because if his daughter sees him, she'll run. So he dresses up as a different character and he goes on stage and this part shows the other side of the stereotypical Trump. He goes on stage and sings this ridiculous song about how he hates Democrats and anyone who's not a white rich Texan pretty much is garbage. Right. The whole crowd's cheering. They're singing along. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny 
And it's really sad all at the same time. Right. Uh, there's a lot of things that I've seen while he's been promoting the movie, which are, yes. he hasn't shown a single scene from the movie. But he's shown his cutout scenes from the movie. Like, yeah, he's shown that didn't yeah. make it. And that's in particular that because he was singing this song for a bit up there, you know? And uh and uh um it gets to a point where he's saying shit that then they're like, What the fuck is this? And they start booing him off the stage. Mm -hmm. But they don't show that in the movie again. So like that's why it makes me feel that that they must have had like 40 hours of footage yeah. hours, and and made, hours and hours yeah like at least 40 maybe 50 hours of footage and then they made it they cropped it down into this one thing that makes yeah, sense you know you know two hours yeah um, so the that scene in, in the park is ridiculous that's funny the the menstruation dance that they do for <laughs> me was fuck like i couldn't stop laughing because it was so wrong Mm -hmm. And because everybody was just, but actually what's interesting is the aftermath from that scene is, uh, and by the way, it's a scene where they're, they're trying to make her into a lady before she finds out that she has rights as a woman. And uh, they go to this course and they do this fake party in this course where you show off how, what you've learned for being a lady. And she says, well, I just had my period. And then they do a period dance apparently in Kazakhstan. And it's horrible. It's her like kicking her legs up with the scare up to her blood chair. just flying everywhere. It's fucking everywhere, and it was fucking disgusting. But what? I, but it was funny because you know it's a joke. But um, what was interesting was the aftermath of that scene was so heartfelt, and I think that that's the thing once again that we keep coming back to that. There's so much plot in this movie. And even though the plot, the one thing that I appreciate from the plot is that all of the things that were heartfelt from this movie and were very emotional were all plotted. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there was nothing that happened uh, that was emotional that didn't come from the plot version of it. Where I actually got like like almost like like an out of my throat that would be like, oh man, this is this is very beautiful. It's fantastic kind of thing, which shouldn't be in a Borat movie, I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, the, shouldn't uh, be crying from emotions. The the underlining plot of this is a father discovering his daughter and falling in love right. with his child. Um, so all right. that is is real nice and sweet. Um, Does that hit you as a dad? Because I'm not a, a parent, but as a dad, did that hit you somewhere? Um, it's hard. Like the overall message does, but the ridiculousness of how they get there, right? It's kind of like, even as a father, it's kind of hard to put yourself in those shoes because <laughs> it's so ridiculous that, right. that the, 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 to wait till she has a period before you can start bonding with her is, uh, <laughs> is a weird thing to bond over first. And yes, a little late in the game for me. Um, so not, not, not too much, but so I mean, yeah, I was curious. You understand the feeling, yeah. Like, but that happens. Well, I guess if you're in your kid's life, it happens much earlier in their life right. than it does here. Right, got you. I was wondering because to me that those parts were very emotional. But again, you're absolutely right. There is, I mean, there's no comparison because the moment your kid is born, I suppose it's a connection that you can't. Mm -hmm. Right, it's that connection, like you're that kid's. Yeah, you know, that's your baby. That's your baby girl. 
I already right. know he's a human being. <laughs> right, right. But but uh, I, I that got me, dude. Like there were a, a couple of scenes between the two of them that were yeah, very, very to me. Surprising. That was like more of the emotion. It was surprising that he made this character have more of a depth than uh, yeah originally thought of. Like, he's yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. like he doesn't have anything besides the surface. <laughs> um, well, and it's kind of tough talking about this movie in a sense because we are giving like a, a, a lot of like very vague explanations of things because I think I think you feel like me that explaining one of the jokes in the movie or trying to tell you that when somebody hasn't seen it kind of kills even yeah, like the whole movie. Right, like it just—it doesn't work. A explaining it and B, it kind of kills the movie because those things are supposed to shock you a little bit. Yeah, oh, definitely. And it's a physical—it's a physical comedy. Uh, his right. facial expressions, his his body language, along with what he's saying, all makes the joke. Right, right. And the randomness of it, and the the reactions he gets out of people, <laughs> is astonishing. So funny. So funny that he keeps finding a way to do it. Um, it's it's awesome. So now we have to talk, I think, about the scene getting the most headlines. Yes, the Giuliani scene. So uh, after failing to deliver the daughter, which, by the way, he kind of delivers the daughter to Mike Pence in the middle of a <laughs> of a of a rally or something. And it's hilarious because you know it's happening for real. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, um, he then they then decided they would give her up to um, Giuliani. Giuliani, and otherwise she gets killed. So she runs off because she's like, I don't want to put tits on because I don't have to. Mm-hmm. And and um, she's learning self worth. Correct. And uh, uh, Giuliani is, you know, let's give us to Giuliani. And then he finds out that he's going to get killed for not doing it. And she does it for him. Like she goes, all right, I'm going to do this. Um, and then he figures out, he goes to, he goes to the babysitter that you mentioned before to pick up his ball and chain and then finds this uh, quote unquote baby that she had that she ate from a cupcake. Mm-hmm. And she had dressed him up and made him look like Borat. And he actually found his feelings for her legitimately. Like he yeah. had heart pain because he was like, I can't believe I'm making my daughter do this. You Not know, save her. Yeah. And he goes to save her. And Giuliani, I mean, she's obviously flirting with Giuliani. You can tell. Uh-huh. And Giuliani is such a fucking pig. I just, the, the, I felt the most uncomfortable I felt in this movie. Mm-hmm. was seeing him react to some fucking super young girl, obviously that's in her early 20s, obviously. It's like watching the Me Too movement happen in real time. In, in real time. And I just felt like, like I it. just, I, I didn't know what to do, bro. I didn't know what, I, I just, I felt like this is horrible. You want to save her. It's like this young, ignorant, pretty young girl. But even more than that, I think it's not even that because it's not the character. It's the actress that I'm talking about. Like, this is disgusting. And I, I know that she knows where he's going. Yeah, and I think, like, at this point, I was pretty convinced that this girl could handle herself in any situation. Uh, the actress. Like, I wasn't doubting her ability at this moment. <laughs> After watching the whole thing and seeing all this stuff she's gone through. And yeah, but, but you know, it. yeah. Absolutely true, but you know, I wouldn't tell a guy that's in a movie like if I'm doing a shock movie, 
mm-hmm. like jackass. I wouldn't tell a guy to go into a hospital to get castrated. And then at the last moment before they put the injection in, be like, all right, then you tell him it's a joke. It's a cap, put, pull the camera off. Because the level of, of danger in the situation makes me feel like, I don't know that, that you should even, I think it's irresponsible to pull it off. And that's the way that I felt about this. I felt it was, irre- and I understand that she, you're, what you're saying, she's obviously a grown woman. She can take care of herself, but it's irresponsible to put her in the situation because God knows what Giuliani would have done. What Giuliani would have grabbed her by the pussy in, in the words of his master, you know? And then what do you do? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a risk, but I think anything that happens in this movie is a risk. I feel like when he touched her waist, like there's a part where he looks like a grandpa. Yeah. And he touches her waist. I legitimately felt sick, dude. I was like, oh, yeah. God. It drops apart. And it's more of like what I was saying. It was more of the, not so much her in particular, but the Me Too moment in, in general, being the father of two daughters, just knowing that people think the way he was acting is perfectly fine. Correct. And even though this actress, I had no doubts that she could handle herself. Plus, I'm sure there was lots of security and lots of backup plans just in case things went wrong. My kids might not have that. Yeah. And these people are still out there. <laughs> and not just my daughters, but other coworkers. Like, we work in reporting. We have a lot of young ladies who work in our building. Absolutely, yes. Um, one of them might want to get an exclusive interview with someone with the notoriety and power as Rudy Giuliani. And right. would they treat them the same exact way they were treating her? Right, right, bro. It was so scary, so disgusting. Above all things, it was disgusting. Yeah. And I just, and I felt, I felt disgust, but I also felt like I'm, I'm really, like right now I'm tense because I feel like so much anxiety for that moment. And of course, Giuliani had to okay for this to be released, right? Uh-huh. And he's talked about it a hundred times afterwards. He's like, no, I was in on the joke and this and that, which to me is absolute bullshit. Oh, yeah, 100%. Absolute bullshit. But what I think happened was they had to clear it with him that what they were going to show and they were not going to show. And I think that he might have asked the questions because Giuliani is a lawyer, right? I mean, he's mostly a fucking idiot, mm-hmm. but he's also a lawyer. Um, and I think that he he went down and said, well, what are you showing? How much did you show any of that stuff? And they might've been vague about it. Like, well, I mean, you know, no, not all of it, but then he must've been like, you cannot show anything that makes me look. So they, the way they intercut it, it's really a lot of that. You don't know what exactly is happening. You don't know exactly. And that's how Sasha Barrett Cohen kind of phrased it when he was asked about this. Uh, Giuliani denied everything and denied, denied, denied. And Sasha Baron Cohen was just like, watch it and decide for yourself. Like, we're not going to tell you what happened. We're not going to tell you what to think. Here is the videotape. You see what he does. Make your own decision. Right. Because he, um, he clearly puts his hand in his pants and lays on the bed. Clearly. He says, first I heard he said it was about his microphone wire. Then he said yes. he was trying to tuck in his shirt. Um, I'm a man, and I've worn a bunch of microphones, and I've tucked in a lot of shirts. Hold on, hold on. You're a man? I'm a man. 
A man. Since when? When did this happen? <laughs> I've never had to lay on a bed and open my never. pants and put my never. pants down them to never. open my shirt or take over never. my clothes. Never. And you may open your pants to tuck in your shirt. You may, uh, but that's not something you do in front of somebody that you don't want to show your penis to or that hasn't seen your penis. Like, you I, can, I can lay on the bed. No, like you can. Right. Okay. I, you turn away from the person. You know what? You're a hundred percent. You're a hundred percent right. You wouldn't do that on a bed. You'll do the standing up. Stand let up. me just open my pants, fix my shirt, button them back up. Uh, he he's such a fucking pig, dude. It's I just pig. I can't believe I can't believe what the fuck. And they they rush in, and I think that goes to your point. Like, were they nervous? They probably were really nervous. And the second he opened his pants, like we don't care what he's gonna do. We're not going to let it get that far. Yeah, right, right. Like, this is as far as it's going to go. Yeah. And, and um, I, I really, 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 really was so stressed out that I'm still stressed out talking about it, just remembering it. Um, but once again, the genius of this movie is, is showing you things that anybody could argue, well, no, that's not true, or, well, Me Too is bullshit, or that's bullshit, this mm -hmm. is bullshit. But when they show you to your face, to your face. How, could you, how could you argue this? How could you argue you, this? This is shown to your face by people you know. Yes. You know, really, Giuliani wasn't acting in this. He's not no. on the cast. <laughs> no, he's not an actor either. Oh. So those people in the park who were chanting to kill Hillary and kill Muslims, they weren't actors. Those are real <laughs> people. Those are real Americans that are looking at, you know, and when you're, when you're, you know, it's impossible not to get political with this movie because oh, that's yeah, the point of the movie. Yeah. But so I will, I'm going to say this. Say um, if you're a white man from yeah. from the United States, as you are, man, I can understand how you may. Hey, wait, wait a second! You're breaking up. Do you still there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, I lost your. Can second. you hear me? Now I can. <clears throat> okay, uh, so it's it's a little tough for for. A, any white man in the United States, if you are, if you, f to feel targeted, not, not all of you, obviously, but maybe to feel targeted, but you have to look at this from the perspective of the receiver and understand if you feel targeted, it's not because you're white. It's because the things that are happening are happening by people like you. So you should be the ones making the change. And look, it's not only about white men, white women too. They have a, a whole section where she goes into a Republican ladies association meeting. And it, it's, it, you know, they're talking about shit that is a little bit more liberal because women tend to be more liberal because they've been oppressed by men their entire lives. And again, as a man, regardless of the skin, my skin color, we have to take responsibility for the, for the behavior that we've allowed to happen for the last five fucking thousand years. I'm not talking about the last 10 years or five years since fucking Me Too. No. I'm talking about humanity, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <beginning of> time. <laughs> so we've been fucking pieces of shit forever. forever. 
Right. And now it's coming to roost, and now everybody wants to be mad about it. Well, what the fuck? Well, why women gotta? You know why women gotta? Because if you were in those pants, you wouldn't fucking like it. So yeah. why should they? And so, and so I think this movie does, if it does anything more than make you laugh, it's really, once again, showing you and putting a hammer at the last nail on the coffin of those feelings of, it's not me, it's everything else. Yeah. If Borat or his daughter does anything that upsets you, and not vulgar, like, I understand if some of the scenes are too vulgar. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I know that. But anything besides that, if that upsets you, maybe you need to do some inner thinking and figure out why. Some soul searching. Yeah. Right, some soul searching because I wasn't bothered by any of it, you know? (laughs) Um, Now we have to get to the ending, which is my favorite part. Yeah, that was so great. (laughs) I didn't see it coming. And like, for Borat, I figured, I knew, like... I didn't know what the jokes were going to be or what situations were going to be, but I knew I had a gist of what was going to happen. Like he's going to get some people to say some crazy racist things and it's going right. to be funny. But at the end, when he figures out that Borat not only started, but spread the coronavirus. Yes. With the Tom Hanks cameo. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was, it was brilliant. Perfect. It back and put it all back on him. Yes, it was like I, in my wildest dreams, I couldn't think of a, be- a better ending. Oh my goodness! And you know, the one part that I thought was great was that that uh, the 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 usual suspects moment, where he's looking at all the things and reading all the notes uh-huh. and being like, "Holy shit!" And then he drops the glass. <laughs> it's just you really get to this point once again. It is why, even though the the plotting was my least favorite part. It absolutely works in this movie oh, because it really gives it really gives you everything you need as a movie. Like it's not just things strung together like the first one. Mm-hmm. Even though I love that about the first one, this one really had a point in a plot and a point in in doing that too. Um, and it ends with the daughter with, with them hating the United States, and instead of hating the Jews. Oh, by the way, we didn't talk about that scene with the Jew late the Jewish ladies. Oh yeah, uh, which was like I was I was terrified, dude. <laughs> I would love, and I haven't yet, but I would love to talk to one of my Jewish friends who've seen it and get their reaction. Yeah, yeah, because that fucking that was so terrible. It's and once again, so I mean, it's, it's happened before. Like they did this before, yeah, but I mean, they switched. Yeah, yeah. And and um, he changed. They changed. So in Kazakhstan, they hate the Jewish community, but they changed that to the Americans. And it was so interesting to watch because what a slap in the face! Uh, and the movie ends with with them uh, finding equality for women in their country. It's a good ending, you know. Yeah, they become he, dual reporters, like yeah, right, and. They normally, like Sixto was referencing, they have uh, the running of the Jew. Yeah. But they have this guy dressed in a giant Jewish head, and they, they all run from him, and he's evil. Right. So now they change it to the running of the Americans. Um, and it's Trump. And the, yeah. And it's, it's, it's hysterical. Like, I don't even know what, what other words he uses. It is. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's fantastic. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, um, it really, once again, for everybody that wants to hate on, on, on this movie, you're right that they should take a, a, a look at themselves. But also, you know, it's, it's a comedy. So at the end, it has that level of it that is too ridiculous for it to be true. Yeah. But it also kind of gives you a little bit of an oomph of like, yeah. oh, man. There's a lot of truth <laughs> in the middle of that. <laughs> like every comedy comes from, every comedy and every lie comes from a point of truth, right? Yeah, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe take a look at yourself yeah. a little bit. Maybe there's <laughs> nothing wrong with evolving and growing. The first step is realizing yeah. The second step is fixing it. So maybe more rats help you realize a prejudice or some tendencies you may have that you didn't realize. Um, so it's the big point of the show. Yeah, give, man. Give out the toes. You want to go first? Uh, do you have a bell? No. Wait, do you have a bell? I don't. I got a new phone. Oh. <laughs> and it's connected to my laptop. So the messages I'm getting are going on my laptop. Right. So, uh, I didn't realize that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had to. I had settings. Yeah, I had to share. But it was perfectly, it was perfectly timed. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> perfectly timed. Um, so I give this movie out of six toes, which will be the most perfect movie in the world. I will give this movie five and three quarter toes. And the only quarter that's missing there was once again for it feeling to plot it in some parts, mm -hmm. but it wasn't horrible, but it just, I, I wanted more of that unknown person trying to react to something. And he spent a lot of time on the plot. So that loses a quarter of a toe. So it's five and three quarter toes for me. I was going to give it five and a half toes. Um, <laughs> but I really don't have a good argument for that last little quarter. No, I <laughs> it was more of convenience that five and a half is a more round number than five and three quarters. Um, but I will agree with you on your five and three quarters. <laughs> And if there's a half, there's three quarters. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But people usually say half. They usually don't go to three quarters. Um, <laughs> so all the same reasons. The plot was a little weak. And some of it seemed a little more staged than I would have liked. Uh, but all in all, lose yourself in the movie. Really enjoy it. And it's brilliant and hysterical. Yes. Absolutely. Big recommendation. Big recommendation from uh, the Six Toe and Mad podcast to yeah, friends in the movie. Yeah, we like 21 toes there. I mean, uh, 11 wow. toes there. Almost. So, almost. Almost 11 toes. So Pretty good. A perfect score <laughs> is 12 toes. So we're just, we're, we're just about there. Hey, hold on. If it's, it will be 10, 11, and a half toes, that would be the average because we give it uh, yeah. 575. 575. So yeah. just under perfect. <laughs> just an under perfect score for Borat number two. Yes. Um, speaking of Mr. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. I saw 
the, the trial of Chicago 7, which he's also yes. in. It's on yeah. Netflix. It's a very serious movie. I mean, it's got some funny parts, but overall, it's a serious movie. I also highly recommend it. I don't Beautiful. know if we were two friends on it, but it's a really good movie, a really important movie, especially with these times, to show pretty much how things haven't changed much since 1968. I don't think things have changed much since since. 1868. Probably. That's just me. But this movie is <laughs> 1968. So that's the barometer I'm using. You got it. <laughs> I don't think we have um, anything on tap. Have you seen any movies besides Borat? Um, you know, not. I, there is a lot of television that just restarted, and I've been doing a lot of that lately. So I'm unfortunately not up in anything new not to mention there's not really any new movies out there yeah uh what, um, what television shows are you watching what do you got so uh you're gonna laugh at me and that's fine but i've been watching <laughs> i've been re-watching highlander which i think i said last time that we were here uh watching things there's so much new things don't need to rewatch it you see it? move on I, I'm rewatching it, and it's surprising how ahead of this. Not maybe not ahead, but how woke to that, use a word. Is that a pun? Uh, ahead. <laughs> stop. Because <laughs> they keep chopping them off. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's very woke, which I think was interesting because it's a 1990s show, um, and it's been fantastic. I'm loving it. I just finished. Um, uh fuck i i'm i mean i'm watching the new star trek which nobody's gonna watch except me i have and, a show you might enjoy uh and i'm watching i'm watching uh, uh um i just finished what we do in the shadows which was terrific it was so oh, much fun um a show i just started watching i'm only like three or four episodes into it mm -hmm. amazon prime it's called utopia have you heard of it yeah yeah um, it's, it's, it's loosely based on, not a, I don't think it's a real comic book, but a comic book. Okay. Uh, that's how all the characters kind of get together and kind of how the story goes. Um, so far it's very good. It's very okay. science fiction-y, thriller-y kind okay. of show. Um, if you have something to watch, if you have nothing to watch and you've already watched Highlander for the third time. <laughs> Utopia. I, I haven't watched all of Highlander, number one. And number two, it's the first time I'm rewatching it since I watched it live on TV. So I missed a few episodes. There's episodes that I'm watching that I'm like, what is this? I'm just saying, if in the crowd, if uh, the audience has already rewatched Highlander, and okay. something new, <laughs> maybe, maybe check that out. Um, and, and Lovecraft Country apparently is incredibly good too. And it's yeah. It's, it's, it's on HBO. Yeah, the previews look good, but I haven't watched that one yet. And in, it apparently it's incredible, and it's only eight episodes or so, so that might be a, a quick shoot to watch, too, if, you, if you're into this, this fantasy stuff. Um, the Boys just ended, which was great, so, you know, if you haven't watched that, get into it. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a couple episodes into that. I have to finish that one out. Um, Fargo, too. Fargo's been really good. Check that out. Fuck, I keep forgetting to watch Fargo, dude. 
um, what's on tap for the next podcast? Mark, you know, I was about to ask you because I personally don't even have an idea what to talk about next. No, so maybe maybe we'll take next week off. We've done a bunch of pods in a row. Um, mm-hmm. Build our agreement with you people. So get off our backs. Yes. Please, um, hold the way off. Maybe we should find a good older movie that we haven't talked about since there's okay. not a lot of new stuff coming out. Um, so we'll do an older movie next time. We'll let you know what that is when we figure it out. Yeah, go to our, go to our uh, um, Facebook. What do we have? We have a Facebook. We have an Instagram. You can yeah, find yeah. me on Facebook and Instagram. You can find Sixto on Instagram. That's right. Um, there's only like eight of you people who listen and you're all friends with us. So yeah. just ask us. Just text me. Yeah. Yeah. Text and yeah. just say, this is what I want you to do. Yeah. Nika, if we, you want to be part of the show? Just text yeah, Nika. Me yeah. Nika. If you, if you give us, if Nika gives us any suggestion, oh, I don't know. I'm afraid yeah. of that. <laughs> no suggestions. <laughs> we will, I know. I'll say this. We will consider any suggestions. Yes. yes, from anybody that would text us. So yes. text us or do it in our, in our two friends in the movie. Socials, find a way to get to us. Yeah. And yeah. when I, the link you clicked on to listen to this podcast today, go back and comment on it. Yes. There you go. Bam. Obama 2020. Obama. <sighs> All right. Um, say your line. <sighs> Thank you for stopping by. San Diego. Uh, and remember, it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Don't say it. Um, <laughs> and we love you. Stay we love safe. you. Yes, Go please. Vote. Go vote. By the We're, next podcast, we better have a new fucking president. We better fucking, I don't care who the fuck it is. It might be two friends in the movie, the political version. And we're just going to yell at you for an hour. If you don't fucking vote, I'm going to come find you. I will. I will come and find you. Yes. Like the end of Jake, Sal, and Bob, when they find all the people who were saying bad things. Just like that. Just like that. That's That's what we're going to do. So on November 4th, if you hear a doorbell, prepare to get your ass kicked. Prepare if you didn't vote. Uh, Well, if they didn't vote, they voted. We won't go to your house. That's right. That's right. That's true. Ass kicking time. <laughs> Do the music. <laughs> Two friends in a movie. 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 With Mad Six With Six and Mad. With Mad Six It's nice.